In today's episode of Sports Talk from the Crib, I go over the last dance. Yeah, the final episodes aired this past weekend. A lot of drama regarding now, especially with his former teammates. And also, Dak Prescott's contract has been leaked. And there's a lot of misinformation regarding it. We're getting that and more coming up on Sports Talk from the Crib. My buddy, my pal Bill O'Brien down there in Houston making moves again. I think I'm going to start drinking wine. Adam Schefter is like the shortest man alive. Ugh, I just want some French toast. So who are we going to hate on today? <laughs> Anybody lost first take and you see Stephen A get a wild up about a topic, his hairline goes back like 10 feet. The Packers just want to be good, not great. And that's why they drafted Jordan Love and not one damn wide receiver the whole draft. I'm going to have a beer man from now on during recording of all my episodes so I can just yell, beer here, beer here. Michael Jordan's competitive nature is completely unmasked and we're witnessing it all again by watching The Last Dance. He still hates Isaiah. Man, I love my job. Let's have some fun. What's going on, everybody? Tanner Christian here. We're finally back. I feel like this has been the longest week ever. I was like, when is the damn next episode of Sports Talk from the Crib going to be? And it was, oh, hey, it's finally Friday again. I'm finally back. Man, I just can't tell the times anymore. But anyways, the last dance finale this past weekend had a lot of drama. It covered the 98 finals, and it was it was great. It was awesome. The 10-part document series is, you know, one of the best to ever be done in sports. A lot of Jordan's teammates now are speaking out about it, and a lot of them seem pretty pissed. But Horace Grant especially has been very vocal lately. He even went to the extension to call Michael Jordan a snitch. Because Michael Jordan, you know, the whole 94-ish area where he blamed Horace Grant for leaking information and all that. Hey, or 93 was in that little, you know, that little spot there. <laughs> and Horace Grant went to as far as calling him a snitch, saying, hey, he snitched on those guys back in the 80s with the cocaine and all this. But listen, Horace, all this has been documented. Michael Jordan never actually gave anybody his, their names. They knew. I mean, if you look at the roster, you know who was on the roster. But was, And everybody did back then. That 80s team, the 80s was loaded with cocaine. It wasn't just the Chicago Bulls. He never mentioned anybody's name. So, you know, slow your roll a little bit right there. Horace Grant, I think there was just, they say it didn't happen really much with the grudge when Horace Grant got carried off when he was went to the Magic and, of course, Michael Jordan came back. That whole little, you know, deal there, they said that has nothing to do with the little grudge between Horace Grant and Michael Jordan. But I think it does maybe a little bit. Because Michael Jordan didn't respect that. You won three championships with him. And then you get carried off the floor. And then the next year, guess what he did? Swept you. Say in your face, you're not me. So I think Horace Grant's being a little salty right now about the whole thing. You can't call somebody a snitch if he never mentioned anybody's names. He said he wouldn't even... That was one part of one of the episodes earlier. Not even this past one when they went over that. Where he literally said... Hey, I'm not going to get into the names, not going to mention them. But yeah, of course it went on. It was already documented and reported back then anyways. So Horace Grant is coming out with, he's furious. And now supposedly another guy that's pretty furious too is Scottie Pippen. 
because of how he was depicted in the documentary. But they showed great moments with Scottie Pippen as well. So I don't understand why all the saltiness is coming out. Scottie Pippen's always kind of been a little salty to begin with. That's just how Scottie was. Yeah, did he sit out during the game in the <laughs> in the playoff Eastern Conference Finals playoffs? Sit out the last bit of that shot when Tony Kukoc hit it? Yes. Did he refuse to go back in the game? Yes. Did he cost, you know, Jordan in the early days, you know, a potential championship when he had the migraine? Yes. You know, and then he sat out for surgery during that final season, the final bit of the last dance, that 97-98 season, he sat out and elected to go for surgery. But he still came back and they still were a team. They still won the championship. So now Scotty's getting, there's reports are that he's pretty furious about how he got, you know, depicted in it. But until you hear it from Scotty, I don't, I just don't believe because they showed good moments for Scotty too. Even in that game where he sat out when Jordan went there, he came back and had the most disrespectful dunks of all time right on Patrick Ewing. So he redeemed himself right there. So I'm not really understanding all this. And even in the 98 finals, they even just re-aired the whole entire game. They did a rebroadcast thing, which was pretty cool to get a little inside. You got to hear a little more on-court talking, the coaches talking. You heard the timeouts and stuff like that. It was a rebroadcast uh, thing. You rewatched that 98 finals, game six. Scottie Pippen had a bad back. He could barely walk up and down the court. But he gutted it out. And they showed that. And they respected that. Hey, game six. We're in Utah, game's on the line, I'm going out there and playing. So you saw his toughness right there. And Michael Jordan even pointed it out. He even told him there would be no Michael without Scotty. So I think this is the media just trying to, you know, get into the trenches there again because it was all about, like, Jordan. They wish they got more airtime to themselves, I guess. That's what it really comes down to. But it was... It was an awesome documentary. You saw the story. You're not going to get everything. They could keep going. There could be a 20-part freaking damn, you know, documentary when it comes to the Bulls. It could keep going. There's, They have to cut out some stuff, and you got to throw some stuff in there. And everything that was cut in there was well-documented. It was a well-done series. So everybody's got to stop being so salty about this. You know, that, that 98 team, you could tell Jordan was on his last legs. Really, I don't know if they could have won. At the end of the episode, he's like, I would have liked to have gone for a seventh. I would have liked to go four in a row. Can you imagine? If that team got one more. One more go around. One more go around. And they probably could have done it. Probably could have got gutted it out and done it. Now, I would say when the Lakers really took off with Kobe and Shaq, I don't think this Bulls team would have been able to beat them. I There's no way. Because they were all on their last legs there to, in that last bit against the Jazz. You could just tell. So that would have been a good matchup. Young versus the new. Like Kobe on the way up going against Michael, that would have been something to see. Lakers and Bulls, that would have been something to see. But... Obviously, it didn't happen. You know, Jordan, that was the last dance. And then at the end, they said they want to fill back. And we all knew it was a bunch of crap. <laughs> it was the last dance. 
They weren't going to bring anybody back. Michael Jordan said he would have signed back if they wanted it, but they made it very clear in the beginning of the season they didn't want nothing. And that's why Jordan said, hey, I'm out. I'm retiring. Scotty went on to play for the Rockets. You know, everybody started going their separate ways. The whole team got, you know, either got cut, released, tired, and all that. So, is this is what it is. That Bulls team could have won. I would have liked to see them going against Hakeem and Clyde, the Houston Rockets. I would have liked to see that, that matchup. That matchup would have been awesome too in the mid-90s. But it never happened. So, this is just... I think a lot of former players being salty because of their airtime, how they're depicted. Michael Jordan wasn't the saint either. You saw him, the way he was talking to some of his teammates and the things he did. And the other thing was about Horace Grant. I guess they uh, he told the guys on the flight, don't give Horace any food. And they didn't or whatever. They say that was true. He didn't play well enough. <laughs> don't feed him. But, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Like, things happen and... Things get overlooked and blown out of proportion, especially now with the media. Like, hey, Horace, man, you won three championships. Did you win anything without him? No, you did not. Did you close it out when you were with Orlando? No, you did not. So, hey, Jordan got the got the final word. And that's just how it's always been. So stop being so salty. Stop being so mad. We know, man. <laughs> it was all about Jordan. It was all about Jordan. Okay, we're going to stick on a you know topic of basketball here because Paul Pierce recently got a lot of backlash with his top five NBA players of all time. And you know all those LeBron lovers hate it. They hate it. Because <laughs> you know Paul Pierce had those battles with LeBron. He actually had battles with LeBron when he was with the Cavs, you know, and later on with the Heat. So Paul Pierce battled him all the time in the Eastern Conference. So, Paul Pierce's top five was Jordan, Kareem, Bill Russell, Magic Johnson, and Kobe Bryant. Now, you can't really argue with that top five. This recently, like, I don't know, over the last, like, ever since LeBron won the uh, last championship in Cleveland, everybody's been all over him about being a top five player, and he's better than Jordan. He's, like, the best player of all time. He's on the Mount Rushmore basketball. But... I actually, you can't argue with Paul Pierce's list. Because Paul Pierce's list is, I mean, you can't argue with it. They're awesome. You can throw, it depends on who you're really talking to. And who really were the former players are that will probably say the same thing. Like you can throw Wilt Chamberlain in there. A lot of people love Tim Duncan. You know, a lot of people love a lot of these great, some people even go and say, hey, Oscar Robertson. Hey, Jerry West. Hey, Shaq. Hakeem Olajuwon. The list can keep going and going. It just, whatever is certain people's preference, long before not, people are probably going to put Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard in their top 10. And maybe even in their top five. Because the times are going to keep passing. They did a poll recently, and Jordan, after the last dance aired, Jordan versus LeBron, and Jordan dominated, even in certain age brackets. Even the youngins, even the teenagers, picked Jordan. You know, overwhelmingly percentage-wise, it was some crazy stuff. Jordan was just dominating. So Jordan is the greatest player of all time. He, I would have him. My Jordan's number one. I personally wouldn't have LeBron in my top five either. 
because you came up short so many times in the playoffs. You had to have multiple All-Stars on your team for you to win. Multiple. You went, that Miami Heat team should have never lost. They should have never lost. You guys lost twice. You had that abysmal way against the Dallas Mavericks where you let Jason Terry body LeBron James. He was digging him up. Like, are you kidding me? Jason Terry is digging LeBron James up as you bodied you in the NBA Finals? Jordan would have never let that happen. Kobe didn't let that happen, even though Kobe lost. In a couple NBA Finals, he never let somebody just straight up body him. You know, Kareem is an ultimate. The dude had the wickest sky hook, and it's a dream shot. So you can't argue that either. But LeBron, like, he lost to the Spurs too. You could have lost him again one for Ray Allen's shot. That Miami Heat team had every damn... You, I think if you look at that roster, they have at least four or five Hall of Famers on that one roster, and they still lost. They still lost. So, I mean, Jordan never lost in the finals. You did. So stop comparing LeBron and being this greatness. Yeah, you're great. He's a great basketball player. Don't get me wrong. But he's not top five of all time. Like, come on. He's going to get every statistic because of his longevity. So if you're looking at just statistics, yeah, you can see it. But that's just because of the day and age we're in right now. Look at Russell Westbrook pulling up all the triple doubles. Look at James Harden scoring 37 points a game. Like, this is how today's NBA is because you can get to the line at ease. You can't touch anybody in today's league. You can't play defense on somebody. It's that bad right now. You could even say like Seth Curry and Clay Thompson. Because their shooting ability and their way they shoot the three-pointers, they're going to blow everybody out. They're going to make like Reggie Miller and Ray Allen statistics look like nothing. That's just the way this NBA is going right now. So to be even mad about this Paul Pierce thing, you know who's mad about the most? is Jay Williams. That guy ESPN is an emphatic love fest with LeBron James. You can't say anything bad. LeBron James is the best human being in the world, according to that guy. And it's absolutely insane. So, enough is enough, man. <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, you can have a top five and just be... It's kind of like discussing even your favorite music, like your favorite bands or something. Like, you're going to be different every single time. Everybody's going to have a different opinion. But when it comes down to it, who, who who's the guy that's always in the top five? It's always going to be Jordan. It's just always going to be him. He's always going to be in that number one, number two slot, depending on who you really talk to. A lot of people love Kareem. A lot of people think Kareem really is the best basketball player to ever live. And same with Bill Russell. But Michael Jordan was the ridiculous, man. Like That's my number one. I agree. I would have Kareem in there. I would have Bill Russell in there. And then you can make an argument for so many players. Larry Bird's another one. Larry Bird's another top 10 player. Like, it just, I guess it just kind of feels like a, how you woke up that day. <laughs> and how you really, really just like want to go about it. Because there's not going to be a, a wrong answer. Unless you put LeBron number one. Then there's a problem. Then there's a problem. But Paul Pierce, man, I think I think he left him out just, to, just because he faced LeBron a lot. That's probably why he left him out the most. Probably the most reasoning behind it. But come on, man. Yeah, leave the guy a break. I agree with you, Paul Pierce. It's the only time I've ever agreed with you because I, 
I love going against you because we always won. <laughs> always beat you down, Paul. So sorry, man. So sorry. Switching over gears to football now. Dak Prescott for the Dallas Cowboys. You, Everybody knows this contract dispute has been widely known for months and months and days, and it just keeps on going. But I remember in past episodes here, I preached, can somebody find out the details of the contract? What are the guarantees? What are the years? What is the annual pay for the year? Like, we want to know. I want to know. I've been preaching it. I've been trying to figure out how this has not leaked out of Dallas whatsoever. I don't understand. And finally, we at least have something. We have a little bit of truth, a little bit of misinformation. But for the gut of it all, it seems like these were the numbers. Now, Chris Sims, let's get this one out of the way. Chris Sims, I don't know what's going on with this guy lately. All of a sudden, he had this crazy talk you know, last week about... Russell Wilson getting traded to the Cleveland Browns for the number one pick before they drafted Baker Mayfield and all this crap. Now he's getting out a little about race. I don't know when Chris Sims, I think he getting a little bit to the head again, but I don't know when all of a sudden he became this leader of the sources out here, you know, in the world. But this is what he reported. He reported that Dak Prescott received a five-year, $175 million contract and that's going to be an average of $35 million per year, which is a high. Russell Wilson is only is the highest paid currently right now, at annually, that is, not in guarantees. And that Dak Prescott rejected it because he wanted the final year to be at $45 million. Now, the Cowboys have come out and refuted these claims. A lot, everybody, all the other sources have refuted those claims. They said this was the deal. Last this past March, which was two months ago before all this craziness happened, that Dak Prescott was offered the uh, five-year deal, which would be thirty-four million annually. It would put him just under those Russell Wilson contract and above Ben Roethlisberger. This is in terms of annually dollars now, and that it matched Jared Goff's hundred ten million dollar contract and guarantees. So Dak Prescott had a five-year deal on the table to pay him just under $35 million, and it was $110 million in guaranteed money. Now, Dak Prescott is still under the franchise tender. His deal right now is one year. be paying him about 31 I think it was like $31.4? $31.4 million this year if he's, when he signs it. He has, to have, he has to have a new deal by... July 15th, or he has to play under that franchise tag. Now, that franchise tag, of course, is all guaranteed money. So, if listen, if I'm Dak right now, he doesn't want the fifth year, is what the sources are saying. He wants a four-year deal. The reason why the Cowboys want that fifth-year deal could kind of flex out the money a little bit more and help out with the salary cap issues over the next you know, few years so it can stretch that money out. But there's no truth of him wanting the $45 million deal. That was even in the Fort Worth Telegram, I think, yesterday. Yesterday or the day before, I read an article in there about that. So that came right from the source there, right in the Fort Worth Telegram, that this is not true. The thing that was true, that he was offered a contract in the five year, just under that 30, you know, a little bit above 34, in between there, 34 and 35 million per year annually. 
and the $110 million was in the guaranteed money. So I don't want to see, if I'm that, like, I don't see what the problem is. Why not sign that deal? Why not sign that deal? You're getting $110 million guaranteed. How much more do you want to play? Give me $110 million. I'll put the freaking uniform on, especially in Dallas. You're going to make all that money back in a, like, if you want the extra 10, 15 million, you're going to make that in endorsements. You know what sponsorship you would get? Especially if you start winning, if you pulled in a playoff run and a Super Bowl during that time, you'll be through the roof. You'll be a global icon. So I don't understand why the hell this this is coming up anyway. It had maybe had a little to do with the CBA. They expected more money coming in, but still. Like, I don't know if he wants that just because, you know, Patrick Mahomes is coming up, Deshaun Watson's coming up. So then his contract may look like a little penny. Because Mahomes may get fifty million a year. <laughs> you know, Deshaun Watson may get the same too. Maybe that's why he's trying to hold off on that so he can get that next big rich contract. But still, man, like, come on. You're getting paid that much money. And can't, like, I would love this to get a million. I would love this to get a hundred thousand. <laughs> like, this game, you know what I mean? Like, be happy with that. Don't be so stingy. You're you're in the you're wearing the Dallas Cowboys. If you were wearing, I don't know, like if you were some if you were like the Jacksonville Jaguars or something, then yeah, it may not mean a whole lot, but because you, you may not get noticed a whole lot, I guess over there, unless you really do win win every all the time. But damn, I would love 110 million dollars guaranteed for five years. My goodness. I think like he has this year. You're getting 31 million this year if you just do the tag and guaranteed monies. So I mean, I don't understand why he's not accepting it. I don't listen. I would take every dime they gave me. Heck, if I want to be a starting quarterback in the league, I got they got your insurance quarterback there for you, Dak. Listen, Andy Dalton's there, and he could start for you if you don't want to. If you don't want to play for the Cowboys, Andy Dalton will. It's his hometown. What TCU? He like he'll love it. He'll love to put that on there. I've made a prediction. I think mean, if Dak Prescott keeps going this way, I really do think Andy Dalton's gonna start the majority of the games. Imagine if Andy Dalton comes in, he leads the Dallas Cowboys to the playoffs while Dak's riding the bench. Who's got your contract now? Who's going to give it to you next year? What team? Let's say this doesn't work out. Let's just say hypothetically this doesn't work out. What team next year is going to get that Prescott like forty million guaranteed, like per year? Who's going to write him like a four-year, hundred and sixty million dollar contract? Who's going to do that? Nobody. Nobody's going to do that. So I don't get what the problem is here. Now the guarantees are there, the years is there. You're fighting over one damn year, but you're still getting all the money. Let that last year be nothing. But you know, I think he just wants security, so the Cowboys can't like cut him over the fourth after the fourth year. You know, cut bait in terms of the guarantee. Maybe all the guarantee money is front loaded. We don't know about that still. But I'm glad something has come out of there of Dallas and something of this contract because we've been dying to know what the hell is the holdup. Doesn't make any damn sense. But at least now we know. <laughs> 
Sign the money. Hey, Dak, man, you don't want to sign it? I will. I'll sign it for you. And there you go. And since we're on the Cowboys right now, let's get at this little topic out here. Supposedly, Jerry Jones offered LeBron James a contract in 2011 when the NBA lockout and all that stuff was going on. Now, everybody's like, and then Doc Rivers even recently said, the head coach of the Clippers, he even said that LeBron James would have been the greatest football player of all time. I tell you what, man, can we get out? We got to get back to our normal lives. We got to stop talking crazy. We're talking dumb. We're talking stupid. We're just being a bunch of idiots right now because the sports world is like, there's nothing going on. They just want to be played without fans now and all of this crap. Like, we got to get back to our <laughs> to living right because this stuff is messing with our minds. Yeah, LeBron James would be the best quarterback or, or tight end. You know, they say he was going to be tight end. It was a tight end. So he was going to be the best tight end in the history of the NFL. Yeah, LeBron who cries if somebody touches him, who goes to the locker room every other chance he gets, who flops the crap out of on the basketball court like crazy. Is I mean, he cries when he gets hit. You really think he will last in football? Do a go over the middle one time, get hit, and he'd be done for the year. This is, come on now. Let's be real. Let's be real now. You can't, like, let's be serious. <laughs> I would have loved to see it, though. I would have loved to see it. Heck, when I, if I did a horrible performance in the NBA Finals and my basketball career sucked, guess what? I guess we wouldn't be talking about you as the GOAT in basketball. Now, would we there, LeBron? You would have went to football. Can you imagine LeBron James going out tight end with this awkward running and this getting slammed by a linebacker? You know? Like, there's no freaking way, man. Like, come on. Let's get real here. Like, this is just so bothersome. Like, it's a stupid bothersome. Like, like, yeah, hey, guess what? Michael Jordan's going to be the greatest baseball player ever. Was he? No, he wasn't that great. Was he improving? Yes. He would probably have been this average baseball player if he ever made it to the major leagues. He would just be your average guy. Coming off, you know, give the, you know... Started there a little breather, got a day off and fill in for him. That's basically what Michael Jordan probably would have been in baseball, in the major leagues anyway. But that's what LeBron James would have done too. <laughs> like this, let's get back, man. Like there's no way LeBron James would have survived in the damn. He wouldn't even survive in the bad boy piston area. Let's get it real here. You know, Bill Lambeer would have closed line him. His career would have been over. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about those facts there, LeBron. The bum. The bum James, man. I'm sorry. That's the damn truth. And everybody knows it. So him being Doc Rivers, man, you need to go concentrate when the NBA season resumes here. You need to concentrate on beating the Lakers and LeBron and not worry about if he was going to be a good football player or not, all right? (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, now we're going to get into the one of the requested topics that was submitted. Is about to me. When will the NBA resume? Do you think they're actually going to resume? And now, listen, the NBA is going to resume. Adam Silver is going to make it happen. Uh, right now, it seems like the talks were about a July fifteenth start date and July first 
I, I guess there's there's a lot of things going to happen. They're trying to figure out the two cities in Orlando was talking about as one of the cities as well. Like I think they just just go about it as normal. To be honest with you, but that's not going to happen. Now I see it resuming July first was another thing they say like around that Fourth of July you know weekend there. So well, do I think it's going to resume? Yes. And I think it's going to resume, like, if they, what they should do, like, a lot of these teams weren't going to make the playoffs anyways. They should just make the top, say, 10 teams in each conference play. Because I know there were some teams bound there in, like, the ninth and 10th spot for the 8th and the only 7th seed. They should just bring back to 20 teams, I think, and have the other guys stay home. You know, forget their season. But that's going to be kind of hard, though, with the scheduling because, you know, they're going to play a lot of those teams to, so happened to be in their schedule before this whole mess went down. So I really don't know how they're going to do it. And I don't want to play in. I don't want these teams to have a play-in game where they get in the playoffs or not. Because a lot of these teams were hot kind of before all this happened. And, you know, that could, like, mess it up. So I really think what they should do, like, if they take the ninth and 10th seed, okay, you know, top eight teams, of course, make the playoffs. If they take the 9, 10, 11th, and this have them have a play-in with each other, then that could be different. Have them play the games, and whoever comes out about that, and have somehow make it correspond with, like, the 7th and 8th seeds. I think the top six in these conferences is automatically freaking make it, because that they that, that's the it right there. The Eastern Conference is on a little bit of a low. Western Conference was a little bit low too. Portland was a big surprise in how bad they were in the beginning, but like they should, there gotta be something with it. Have like a two week final like kind of tournament going on. I guess you could say. Have, I think everybody should just come back anyways. Now that I really think about, it, like I'm just so up in the air with this, I changed my mind on it. But I think they should just have they have that two week period from like July 1st, July 15th, and then those teams don't make it. It's basketball, you know? Have two weeks where the records don't matter. There we go. Have like two weeks where the bottom tier of the conference, the the records just don't matter. Have them all battle out. Everybody's back. And they're trying to fight for those final spots in in the conference to get into the playoffs. Now have the other guys just battle out for the seeding, pretty much. Everybody else will just be battling out for the seeding. And they should just play at their own home stadiums. You got two teams in LA, so, so there's a, a destination right there. Anybody out west should just have a certain destination in the west. Because home home court is so pivotal. It's so pivotal in the in the when it comes to basketball, man. It really is. You hear that crowd that like it, it means so much. That's why some games go to the game seven, because the home crowd will kind of bring it to you. So I just want that to at least happen. I want the fans to be there for these games when it comes playoff time. That's the biggest thing I really want. Because I don't want to watch like the Eastern Conference Finals and then the, or the semifinals or the, you know, this in the whole NBA Finals or the whole playoffs just in general, like without fans. Imagine watching the NBA Finals without fans. Like this whole thing has got to stop. This has got to stop. But that's what I would do. The NBA is probably going to be the first American sport back. 
really like that. I mean, well, they got like other sports like coming in, but in I'm talking about for the playoffs, like NBA is going to be the first. The NFL is going to start right on time. The NFL, they got their thing, and they're making plans too about having you know this whole thing about skipping a seat. And the stance is ridiculous, too. Let's get all away with that, right? This whole thing, he stopped. This whole six feet crap. Like, it's crap, man. It's crap. <laughs> oh, and that's just my thoughts on the NBA. I think they were going to be the first. They're coming out, man. It's going to happen. It's going to happen in about a month. In a month, hopefully in the next, like, two, three weeks, we'll have, like, a different, a definitive answer when all this starts going on, you know. And that's it, man. That's what I believe is going to happen. All right. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. That's going to do it for today. Sports Talk from the Crib. Channel Christian here, man. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope you all staying, you know, safe. And, you know, everything is just going well for everybody. Hopefully, you know, everybody's getting their jobs back going too. You know, I feel very sorry for a lot of people have going through all this time without a job and money in their pockets. But I hope you all are doing all right. You know, remember, follow me on Instagram at Feel the Heat ENT. Look over the YouTube channel, Feel the Heat Entertainment, as well as the website, feeltheheatent.com. And if you love the episode, remember, you guys can submit it. I didn't get a whole lot this week, but you guys can submit, you know, what topics you want to talk about. I know the sports world isn't like you know, off the chain right now, but we look for a little bit of different topics to cover. And so if you want to, just send me the email. Send me an email there on the website with your name, and I'll give you a shout out next time, and you know, and all that stuff. So remember, feeltheheatent.com, YouTube channel, Instagram. Share with your friends. Let them all know. Yeah, we're still talking sports over here. If you love it, leave some reviews. That'd be very helpful. And I appreciate every guy what you guys are doing. You know, listening in. I appreciate the feedback. Love you guys, man. Y'all have a blessed weekend. Stay safe. Peace. See you next Friday.